I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. If you build it, he will Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good... Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. We're sure glad to have you along for the next hour. Hope everybody's digging out of the snow. Maybe by the end of the day, the remnants, there will still be remnants of the snowfall, but a majority of it will be gone. That's what I'm hoping for. Sunshine. There may be too much, though. Might, that might not happen until maybe we tomorrow or amount. Friday. What do you think, like six or seven inches? Well, some people got some Eight, impressive, yeah. impressive accumulations out there. Here's a, here's a question, Jared. We were just discussing this earlier, Sean and I. Do you know how much snow it takes to equal an inch of rain? Oh, man, I knew this. Um, this is according to the to NOAA. It's like six inches of snow? Uh-uh. Is it more than that? Way more. A foot? 13 inches. 13 inches. Yes, 13 inches of snow to equal one inch of rain. Man, so, a bunch of people got at least a half inch of rain. Well, whatever. I mean, they'll, t- they'll take that over nothing. No doubt about it. Uh, coming up on the show today, have you seen what's going on in Australia? Australia? Australia. Um, well, don't, my only dose of Australia is every morning when my kid turns on Bluey. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I think it's New Zealand. It's a cartoon. Any, no, I don't. What's going on in Australia? Novak Djokovic is firing up the middle finger at the entire country of Australia right now. I'll tell you why. Okay, coming up. Uh, is it? Uh, should we rename? If, you know, I've always wanted to go to Cooperstown, New York. Yeah. Is it time to rename that thing the Hall of Very Good or Pretty Good? You see who got <laughs> elected into the Hall of Fame yesterday? Um. Yeah. I, I, Are you kidding I, me? Yeah. I saw that. Scott Rowland? Yeah. Was there ever a point in your life where you thought, man, I'm watching <laughs> Hall of Fame third baseman Scott Rowland? When that was announced, I go, what? Who? And then it, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was a Philly and a Cardinal? <laughs> oh, that guy, yeah. yeah I, I mean, remember. no offense to Vaguely the, remember him. No offense to the crime dog, but he's remembered more for Tom Mansky videos than he is for <laughs> playing baseball, right? I mean, he, he wasn't voted in the... The traditional way, but man. Anyhow, we'll talk about that. NFL draft. Oh, Mel Kuyper. We have a mock draft we've got out a, already? We've got a mock draft from Kuyper. Interesting. Okay. I, I think this is going to be a debate from now until we see who will be the first quarterback taken. Mm, Who would yeah. you take? And and here's the thing. I think a lot of people, when I ask that question, they immediately go, okay, who would I rather have, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? I think Will Levis is going to be in this conversation too. Yeah. Especially depending on because of the Bears having the number one pick and not seemingly needing a quarterback because of the way Justin Fields progressed this year. I could see a team falling in love with his measurables, what he does at combines, throwing – and pulling the trigger on a trade, so I, I think it's going to be a three a three person race. Let's see who you would take. Will there be a running back drafted in the first round, and where or where? How many receivers? And the Dallas Cowboys in Mel Kiper's mock draft have an interesting selection. 
that could alleviate some different things. Uh, college hoops, we're going to have to talk about it. Good Lord. What has happened? It's such a sad state of affairs in the state of Oklahoma. Remember back in the glory days where you might even see three teams ranked in the top 25 with OU and OSU absolute staples in that top 25? And if Tulsa had a good year, they would be there too? Yeah. Those days feel like decades ago. Maybe even centuries ago with the way that the two teams uh, from OU and OSU are playing right now. And, and quite frankly, when you look at the rankings, you know who else is struggling? Bunch of the Blue Bloods. You don't see yeah. you don't see in the rankings teams that have, are staples across college football or college basketball. Excuse me. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, uh, we'll get back to that question. OU, OSU, both or neither, as far as making the NCAA tournament. Two two five nine six nine eight is your phone or your text line. Two two five nine six. 9-8. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the Paragon app as well. The app's got radio. It's got the Penny News, a brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website at midnight last night. Check it out at thepennynews.com. Uh, Big Elk and Paragon TV kind of hitting the the home stretch of the regular season with high school hoops unbelievably it seems like it just started we're about playoff time just a couple of weeks away uh from from the playoffs and then of course we'll be following those paragon schools as far as they make it um and the skinny on sports podcast on itunes if you miss or itunes uh, kadsam.com if you miss this entirely go uh, to the website check it out and you can listen uh, that way on demand. Hello, Jared. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you doing? Did you have any trouble getting getting here? getting here, getting home? No, any? I was actually surprised. No. I thought it might be a little bit more slippery this morning than what it what it turned out to yeah, be. Yeah, I saw some what I thought was slick spots. I just eased off the gas. I didn't put it in cruise control. Just yeah. was safe about it. No, no problems. I did see one truck that it looked like it had some trouble off an embankment. Kind of scary. Right, right there, right there, just uh, west of Canute, and I kind of looking like, was that did that just happen? You know, I couldn't tell. I just, I felt bad. I kept going, but I didn't see anything else other than that. But no, I just took my. How about you? It, it was, was fine. Yeah, and going home last night, it was more like the roads were like wet from a rain because it was such mm-hmm. a wet, uh, heavy snow, and then I think the roads were so warm. Anyways, they didn't really saw. There were some. You heard of some travel or some wrecks, mishaps, or whatever. Nothing major. No pileups on the interstate or anything like that. So I'll take it. It was real pretty. It was, I got home and it was still snowing. It was real, real pretty. And I'll take it. We all need that moisture. Yeah, the moisture's going to be nice. I had a, had a farmer text me yesterday. He's like, man, I'm loving this. <laughs> I was like, I bet you do. Yeah, it was nice. So no problems for you coming in. No. Or going home. All good. Nope, it was all good. Good deal. All good. Now I'm just ready for it to be gone. <laughs> it's nice. It's cute. Everybody likes to look at snow. Let's go ahead and melt that dude off. That I way we can I get back tell you who loved real it. life. What? The kiddos out there. Man, that's, there the, some... that's the snow you want on a snow day. When you don't have to go to school, that, that's the wet stuff that you want to build snowmen, have a snowball fight, ride around on sleds that's what you want there were some impressive snowmen created yesterday and that made the state statewide news our man our man ed yeah (laughs) seven foot snowman and then at sayre across from uh, one of wyatt's buddies they had one that made the news as well awesome i wish i could say their last name i I never have been able to say it it starts with the z zara or zara i don't know Z A R E W I C K I or something like that. Yeah, Zakakavich or something like that. Zarakavich. I can't remember. Anyway, they made they had one that made the uh, the statewide news as well. I was I was happy to see that um, about noon. My wife texted me because she stayed home with the girls. She texted me and said um, a friend of ours came and picked him up and took because they live kind of out in the country. I'm like mm-hmm. oh great. And then about an hour or two later, I got a picture. I mean, she, he didn't come and pick just them up 
He right. picked up a bunch of the neighborhood <laughs> kids, and they're out there riding around on sleds, jumping on the trampoline that was full of snow. And then um, they'd go in and drink some hot chocolate. I said, that's how you do a snow day. You yeah. don't sit inside on the iPads, on the Nintendos. Whoa. You go outside, and you enjoy it. How about this? Kudos to everybody around here, superintendent and school-wise, not making a virtual learn. <laughs> yeah. Talk about your all-time yeah. Yeah. crappy snow day. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to go to school, but you do. Yeah. Wink, wink. No, yeah, great job. Yeah, they got enough days built in that's where they right. can afford to let them out. Do a let snow day and not a virtual day. learning day. Yeah, good job. Yeah, it was good. That's, those are the kind of snow days you want. No travel problems. No power issues. Didn't have any of that. I was checking on that all day. It was all good. Uh, here's a question on the text line. Would you rather have this type of weather or what we had in December? That freezing cold. That, no, I don't want the freezing I, I'd cold. I'd rather have this. I would agree. That That was what made it tolerable, I think, for me, was the fact that there wasn't a ton of wind yesterday, and it wasn't super cold. Right. No, I'm out on that no. minus 25 wind chill. I would much rather see the snow. Because it's going to go away. Yeah. It's going to soak in. And- well, it's like I said yesterday, I don't want ice. Mm-hmm. And um, cold, bitterly cold wind that just cuts you. I don't want that. No. No, I'll take this any day. feels like we're like in the mountains at times. Just the way that snow. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Looks like uh, this is kind of breaking news. Local. Locally. What do we got? Uh, Reed Lindsay is yeah. going to grad transfer from OU. Oh, really? To where? Uh, just says he's got two years of eligibility. Okay. So he's entered the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Former Clinton guy? Former Clinton Knight, yep. So he's probably, I mean, I'm, I assume I mean, he was a walk-on to, to Oklahoma yeah. uh, back when he came out of high school, and he's probably just wanted, let's go play somewhere Yeah. for a couple of years. I uh, already got his degree, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a, 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 a deal like that is the good of what this what the portal is. He got his education. He got his got education, his that's right. He got a... And he got to live out a dream. Yeah, I got to, I, I guarantee got to you. wear the crimson cream mm-hmm. and, and, and I mean, got to take advantage of um, development opportunities on the field. Yeah. So, good for him. Yeah, good stuff. No doubt about it. Um, his mama was my... English teacher in, I want to say, 8th or 7th grade. I can't remember. It was like her first year of teaching. And she was one of my favorite teachers. She was a lot of fun. You know what else we've got coming up on the show today, Jared? What do we got? It's Wednesday. That means it's What's Your oh, Beef? Oh, I didn't start thinking about that. What is your beef this week in sports? We might have the same one. Uh, I don't know, though. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Not. Last night, not a good night for college basketball in the state of Oklahoma. Both OU and OSU defeated on the road. The Sooners were never even in the game at TCU. Fell behind 11-0 early, 44-27 at halftime. Then TCU scored uh, right out of the gate, went on a, on a nice run, and just pummeled Oklahoma. Uh, the final was, what, 79-52? I believe, yeah, 79-52. Number 11, TCU, pounds OU. Uh, down in Austin, uh, the Cowboys uh, were defeated, snapping a two-game conference-winning streak uh, for OSU, 89-75. to uh, Texas was pretty well in control throughout that one as well. The Horns improved to 6-2 uh, and two in the league, while the, uh, the Cowboys fall to 11-9, and 3-5. OU's 11-9 and 2-6. and six. OU-wise, they haven't been blown out many times uh, in the conference schedule. I think before last night, four of their five losses have been uh, by less than five. Three of those were one-possession games and just not being able to get it done at the end. Last night wasn't the case. Uh, TCU just pounded Oklahoma. Um, You see, once you get into the league and and the, the, the rugged Big 12 and how good it is, you immediately notice one thing when you watch Oklahoma play, and that is the athleticism isn't there. They just aren't as athletic as the teams that they're playing right now. And I think that 
that ends up showing up at the end of games. They don't have somebody that can just go get their own shot. Even Grant Sherfield cannot go get his own shot when the Sooners need it. And that's throughout the run of play, trying to stop a run, down at the end of a game, trying to get a bucket uh, to, to be the difference, trying to grab an offensive or a defensive rebound that, that would secure a good defensive possession. OU just simply isn't athletic enough. And that was always going to be the question mark surrounding Porter Mosier. He can coach, but can he recruit the level of athlete that it's going to take in the Big 12 versus where he came from at Loyola Chicago? To this point, the answer to that has been no. He hasn't been able to get uh, the type of athlete, not just basketball player, that it's going to take in order to succeed not only in the Big 12, but also the SEC where OU's headed. And that's going to be a concern. But I even think there's more of a concern for OU basketball moving forward. And it starts at the top. What is the commitment level for Oklahoma to basketball? I think that's what I was kind of alluding to last week about facilities – Location of facilities, commitment from fan base, all of that. It's frustrating. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to earlier. And and it's like chicken-egg thing. Do you get those wants, those facilities, if you start winning? Obviously, fans will show up if you start winning. We see. I mean, that's that's everywhere, but it's, it's at Norman, too. Um, or do you need the fans there to start winning? But that's my uh, beef, not not today's. But I was that's what I was talking about last week. Was that's the frustrating thing is, um, is uh, the lack of commitment from outside of the players, and that is what is scary as a OU fan. And if you're an OU fan, it, it should scare you. Is going to the SEC. People always look at the SEC, and football is always going to be king. Almost in every conference it is. But look at their facilities. Over there in, in, in S- I mean, Florida and Kentucky and, shoot, even Alabama. They have a great venue that they play basketball in. It goes up and down all, all over. And when OU arrives, it's going to be – they're going to be way behind. They're already way behind in baseball. At least softball is – moving dirt and trying to and we'll be building the new new uh new field so that yeah to answer your question i don't know i mean the commitment thing it can't be hyper focused but i get it football is king and it makes you a ton of money and the more you invest in it the more you're you're likely to get out of it but it it uh i mean it's just not going to get any better for for basketball if they just rest back and think well we'll just go hire a coach and everything will be fine. That's not the case. You got to put more into it if you're OU. It's got to be more of a priority. Yeah, and it's not right now. Yeah, I think it'd be really interesting to to ask and, and to be able to survey the season ticket holders for OU basketball. The question of why do you have these? Because I think you would get a pretty good percentage of people that would say. Well, they come along with my football tickets. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how how many OU basketball fans. There, there are some, you know what I'm that. Yeah, <clears throat> there are some. There's no doubt about it. But how many are there? How many that are that that are basketball fans? First, I don't think there's a ton. I think it just kind of rides the football bandwagon. And when you're winning, a la what Patty Gasso's doing, you have a ton of fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and by the way, can build a new stadium for 5,000 softball fans to, to come and watch. Yeah. So it, it really, it's a, but, but here's the, but here's the thing. There have been periods, long periods of success, sustained success for Oklahoma in basketball. And it's almost like the, the 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 athletic department, the university as a whole, missed the boat when they, they didn't strike while the iron was hot. 
And so now you're just sitting here in a perpetual cycle of waiting for the next Trey Young or Buddy or Blake or Hollis and Qantas and those. What do you, you, you're almost waiting on that to be able to have another opportunity to strike while the if the iron gets hot again. But I think it's becoming harder and harder for that iron to heat up because kids see the difference. I mean, you go on the road in the Big 12 – and then you come back home to that crowd wise they'll talk man it's not it's, it's more fun to play on the road than it is at home mm-hmm. type thing so it's it, it's got to be a collective effort i think from the entirety of uh, starting with with the the brass at oklahoma down through the fans of of making basketball more a priority and i just don't know if that's ever going to happen and outside of the on court uh, performance or uh coaching performance from um uh Mosier he's done everything he can to try to you know he's going to the frat houses the sorority houses and speaking to them trying to get those kids to come on out and even that that's gonna be detrimental he's gonna go oh Notre Dame's calling I think I'll listen yeah and in my question about an arena and, and where kind of where it's proposed to be you know, the big thing about, you know, the students won't even go to Lloyd Noble from campus. Are they really going to drive to the, you know, all the way across town? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I'm, how, I'm how screaming. That, Got to get it closer to campus. Does that help? I mean, I, I know I it helps the revenue dollars city-wise and, and maybe for people coming in, it'll be an attractive thing. And, and maybe it is to the students as well. But if the but if the gripe from students is we can't walk to the Lloyd Noble, they're not they're not going to be able to walk to a new where the new arena is proposed to be, right? So that's I just there's a lot going on there. Uh, Oklahoma State they've got they've already got it ready. They've already got it built. It's right there. They just have to figure out a way to to win and win consistently, as we talked about with them last week. You know the. the I don't know if you're ever going to see the glory days of Eddie because the focus of the entire university has shifted in a lot of ways. Football has become king on that campus where it wasn't in the early 2000s, late 90s, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, when Eddie had that thing rocking and rolling. It wasn't, and now it is. And so to a a lot smaller degree... Oklahoma State's having the same same issues in a lot of ways that OU is as far as generating the buzz, generating people, uh, the, the excitement to come watch. And then, of course, you know, I got a text. The Thunder plays into this, too. Yeah. It, it definitely does. And Talked about it, that, too. Yeah. yeah. The dip in OU and OSU basketball has come at the wrong time when the Thunder has, you know, been, been here and been really good. But even the, but I think it goes back though to winning even because look at the Thunder. It was it the people are coming back. Yes, as we speak because they have kind of they've turned things around. It's no longer in tank mode. It, and you start to see some promise, and I, and I think more than anything, that has to happen at OU and OSU. If if they're rolling around in the top fifteen, people are going to go. But you start to wonder, at Oklahoma, is it more? I mean, it, it, I guess the question is, how much harder has the administration and the university as a whole made it for Oklahoma to do that? It just doesn't feel like they've ever done them any favors to to help sustain Oklahoma basketball, and and that's the only, one of the only reasons why it has happened is because of the coaching that has been there. From Billy to Kelvin, Skip Capel to Kruger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That they're, they're, The coaching that has been there has been able to do, you know, make lemonade out of, out of lemons in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Across the country, though, it's also a weird year all the way around. Because when you look at the rankings in the, the AP Top 25, that just oh man where'd it go all right here it is you know teams that you're not seeing in this ap top 25 uh your dukes duke 
Kentucky, in, Indiana, Indiana, North Carolina, Indiana dropped, huh? Michigan State, Kentucky, been replaced by New Mexico, Florida Atlantic, Charleston. I mean, the the top five: Purdue, Alabama, Houston, Tennessee, K State. That's pretty wild. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird pretty, is what it is. That's a pretty They're wild usually one. the ones that are always there, right? But that, that just one of those years, I guess. There's been some transition. Obviously, Duke, the coaching, mm-hmm. a little transition going on there. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Kansas, how many they've lost in a row? Are they on their Three. way? Are they on their way down there too? I don't know. But but here's the thing. Do you, do you really think that's just going to happen year after year after year, or it's just one of those years? I think it's just one of those years. Yeah. And, and I mean, Duke's kind of like OU football. You know, yeah, they're down now, but you're not expecting you're not it expecting to remain. To stay down forever. It's like it's not the end of a of Duke at the top of college basketball or near it or near the top. They'll be back. Maybe not this year, but they'll be back. Kentucky too. What's funny about Kentucky is there, I, who, what fan base would be more inclined to start roasting their coach because they're not performing at the highest level that they expect them to perform? Kentucky or Duke? Does does Kentucky? Kentucky. Will, will they go? If you can't fix this, Johnny boy, we'll boot you out of town. Think Duke's more patient with their new coach. I do. I don't think they're quite as as, as crazy. Albeit it's just his first year. So, he, but at the same time, and and here this is, uh, I, I agree with this text that I just got. I don't think there's any, any guarantee that Duke is ever Duke again. Prove it. Somebody else prove for, it to me. I'm looking for the reasons of why. Because no one else has ever done it. No one else has made Duke that outside of Coach K. That's a good point. No one has. That's, I mean, it's hard to remember Duke before Coach K. That's right. It really is hard. I don't think – when was he hired? When did he start? God, he was there forever, back in the early 80s, or, or late 70s, early 80s. I mean, he was there forever. I mean, my entire life. Yes. So, obviously, I cannot remember a time That's before. Right. <laughs> and, sometimes, and there's just sometimes – That's a good point because, I mean, I compared to OU football. Well, they've had – That's right. Bud and Barry – and Bob, yeah, mm-hmm. they've sustained it with different coaches. That's right. Like Florida State football. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's Bobby Bowden, and there's yeah, he's gone, and there's now they look to appear like they might have found their coach. Yeah, but I mean, but they okay. got it. It's kind of like prove it to me next year. It's yeah, for I Florida mean, State. That's what's crazy is we're, we're sitting. It was so bad. Well, I guess How Jimbo. Well, Jimbo won the won the Jimbo title. Got, yeah, Jimbo won the title. He did win the title. That's true. But there's a whole bunch of them that it, a bunch of universities where success is tied to the coach, and and only one coach, like only one of them can kind of find that magic. Whereas some others can find it and, and it can find it with with multiple through across multiple decades with multiple different head coaches, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I think that's the difference between Duke and all the other. What you would consider blue bloods, from Kansas to Kentucky, you know UCLA. They've had multiple different runs with multiple different coaches. We'll see what Duke. Or obviously, North Carolina is on that list as well. Yeah, so we'll see what Duke. Is it going to hurt? Any, is it going to hurt anybody's feelings if the answer is no? Nah. All right. I forgot the OU OSU question. We'll start with that when we come back. Tucker Family Beef, what is your beef this week in sports? Plenty of candidates. Text us in, 225-9698. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly plays spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. 
It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It is time now for the Tucker Family Beef of the Week. What is your biggest beef in sports from this past week? Tucker Family Beef is, I'm telling you, it's awesome. It is the only beef that touches the freezer at the Skinny on Sports abode. And it has been for the last three or four years now. Uh, it's locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime beef. So it is better beef at a better price than you can go out and get almost in, well anywhere in the store. You'd have to, I don't know how you'd do it. Probably can't. That's why I don't even look. It's simple. <laughs> I know how to do it. I know how to do it, and it's called Monty, and hook it up. Uh, you can, uh, there's three different options. You can buy individual cuts. Uh, they've got that approval for the for, through the USDA. So if you're just going to go buy a steak and see how good it is, you can do that. Uh, you can buy some bundles that have hamburger steaks, roasts, that kind of stuff. Uh, three different options there. Or you can buy it by the bulk, which is what we do. Uh, you can buy a quarter, a half, or a whole beef. And it ends up in your freezer with everything, hundreds of pounds of beef, around $5 a pound. Go out to the store and see if you can even buy hamburger meat for 5 bucks a pound. Can't do it. Tucker Family Beef. Check out their uh, Tucker Family Beef Facebook page, or they've also got the website, TuckerFamilyBeef.com. Through that website, you can actually shop. Uh, They're on their website. You can also give Monty a call personally at 580-374-5444. They're at Tucker Family Beef. All right, what's your what's – your... Well, I went last week first. You go. You want me to go? Yeah, you go first. All right, my Tucker Family Beef this week is with Dak Prescott. How in the world can you not outduel Brock Purdy? You make $40 million a year. You have been in this league since 2016. Multiple playoff appearances. The Dallas Cowboys have not been to the NFC title game in 27 years. And all you've got to do is outduel Brock Purdy. Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, as a rookie. And he couldn't get her done. Two horrific interceptions. Probably two or three more that should have been picked. Of course, the 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 last when when you know the career defining drive is being built up on the screen by uh, Kevin Burkhardt and, and Greg Olson. This is it. This is the moment. Down seven. 3.04 to go, timeouts at your disposal. And the very first pass, the very first play of that drive should have been a pick six that sealed the game. The only reason it wasn't is because Dre Greenlaw dropped it. So then, you're fortunate. You get lucky. You have a chance at redemption. And the very next play, Michael Gallup is streaking to the post wide open for a huge play. And you throw it about five yards to the right of him. Allow the defender to get back and knock it away. And then on third down, you don't even get a pass off. You take a sack. His career was certainly defined. Unfortunately, the definition of Dak Prescott's career is he just ain't good enough to get her done. So that is my Tucker family beef. I've got beef this week. With Dak Prescott, what say you, Joe? I, I agree with that, and I'm gonna stay with the Dallas Cowboys, but a different angle here. After a couple of days of sleeping on it, and let me go ahead and turn the text messages off because people aren't gonna like it. Dallas Cowboy haters, I got beef with you. <laughs> Back off! <laughs> I see it everywhere. And I wish everybody had like a flag or a pen or some kind of a check mark that indicated what team you root for. 
where's your team at? Because I know you're not a Cincinnati fan. I know you're not a 49ers fan or an Eagles fan. Chiefs, maybe. Or maybe a Chiefs fan. Back off. They went 12-5. and They navigated a rough part of their schedule without Dak. Now, it might have been better if the Cooper Rush was in on that last drive. But we thought the season was over when he got his thumb hurt in that horrible loss to the Buccaneers. They navigated through that, finished second in the East, and they did better than what they did last year based on playoff results. I know, Dallas Cowboys have a big target on their back. They always have. They beat their chest and call themselves America's team. But you take the star off the helmet, the blue jersey off, the silver pants off, and make them just another team, they did better than what they did last year. So all those Dallas Cowboys haters, how'd your team do? And I know you're going to go, and that's why I turned the tech. Well, I root for this team. I know for a fact Dakota roots for the Chiefs. But that's he's right. not one that's ripping on the Cowboys. Nope. I see it everywhere, and I and I have to put the phone down. I have to put the keyboard away and, and stop myself from saying, who do you root for? Your Washington team's probably already done. How about your Carolinas? <laughs> what team is Baker playing for this week that you're rooting for? So back off. I got beef with the Dallas Cowboys haters. I'm done. Well, it's always going to be there, and that I know, I know. That's how you know how I know, and that's why I keep my mouth shut. They, and I just realize I know that they're not rooting for anybody; they're just rooting against the Cowboys. That's how I know Dallas truly is America's team. That's true, because you either love them or hate them. There's no in between. There's nobody that goes, eh, "Don't really have an opinion about the Cowboys." You're either, either a love fan or, or, hate or you hate them. them. Yeah. Kind of like Alabama football. Kind of like OU football. It was. It is. Yeah. I had to I had to use my uh on a group text on, on Sunday. It's quite it was like, Oh, Dallas is about to get beat. I'd say, Well, what time do the Steelers play? Oh. Oh. Crickets. Sorry, possum, they're not. <laughs> then I got a middle finger <laughs> on the text line. Um, let's talk about the draft. The mock draft okay. from yeah, I found it. Mel Kiper. Oh, real funny. While we're on the NFL, they released the the, the candidates for NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, et cetera. Um, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. I see it. Uh, so I'm going down the list here. I thought it was funny. And I don't, know, I don't know which one it is. Coach of the Year candidates. There's three of them. Who do you think they are without looking? Brian Dayball. Of the Giants, by the way. Yeah, the yeah. Giants. Maybe Kevin O'Connell of the Vikings. He's not there. Dan Campbell of the Lions, not well, there. There's only three. They only named three. Might be uh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan, yeah. And now, probably Nick Sirianni. Nope. Really? And this was mine. This was one of mine. Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah, Jax. Yep. But they put eagles next to his name oh no so is it is it supposed to be nick sirianni i don't know that's where i'm confused is it the eagles or is it the did somebody Panthers? did somebody wake up from 2019 and still think doug peterson was coaching the eagles i don't know did. it's funny it's right here on espn they got a list of doug peterson eagles that's wrong but are they right is it the eagles head coach and they've just put down doug peterson i don't know i think they just probably Surely you would mess up the team name and not the person's name more easily, right? Looking at the article, let me see what they say. Yeah, it says the Jaguars down here. Peterson Does guided the say, Jacksonville okay. Jaguars to a 9-8. and eight. He was my pick as coach of the year. It's hard for it not to be Shanahan. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year, Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one, Kenneth, though. Kenneth, I don't think he'll win. Because he came in too late. That's right. Kenneth Walker. He played five games. Garrett Wilson. I think the Jets are going to have them both. Wilson. Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. For uh, defensive, defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. And I can promise you this wouldn't be even be a debate if Brees Hall didn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brees Hall comes back. He could be comeback player of the year next year yeah, he was, if he comes back just as good. Um, 
Defensive Player of the Year, no shocker, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. I think probably Micah, be Nick Bosa. You think Nick Bosa? Yeah, I do. Offensive Player of the Year, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. I think Jefferson. I I think that's where they'll give Jefferson the nod there, and he won't be the MVP to be one of the quarterbacks. It'll either be Hurts or Mahomes. Yeah, although Joe Burrow has a case. Not, but I think this, the voting is over. Is it? It is over. Isn't yeah, it? I think this 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 yeah, has already these, been decided. These were the top. That's right. Finalist voting's done. Exactly. Because no offense to Josh Allen, but if it if it was still going, he would be bowing out. Right. After last week. But that's that's why I think that maybe that it's already happened. I agree with all the candidates of the MVP. I'm no problem with the Josh Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Jefferson, Mahomes. I think anyone's left out. Not really. Those are kind of the guys, right? I think those have been the guys well, over here. It, that that's the way it's gonna be. As we talked about yesterday, it's time to start giving some of those big guys love. How about Lane Johnson, who hasn't given up a sack in like four years? Why can't he be the MVP? Or even consider True. Then he comes back from an injury. He is just as dominant. And and, and no, guess what no, happened? The Lane. Eagles offense looked like it did when he played. Yep. <clears throat> That's it's it's like the Heisman. It's just become such an offensive quarterback. The only reason Jefferson is even there is because he was so incredible. Yeah. Throughout the year. Take him off that team and how many more losses do they have? A few. Yeah. I promise you they don't beat the Bills without that incredible catch. Yeah, made. that is true. Okay, draft. Is this like 1.0? Yeah, I think this so. This is first. Which quarterback would you take? Uh, now we're going to narrow it down to like C.J. Stroud, just between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Or Will Levis. Or Will I think, Levis. I think Will Levis is going to be in this conversation. I think Bryce Young, just by the look at him, he looks too small for me. And you mentioned the measurables for Levis. He kind of has that pro-style look to him. But I did have C.J. Stroud as my preseason Heisman winner, and he played at a Heisman level in that playoff game that they came up short in. I'll probably lean Will Levis. He has a Josh Allen That's who kind you of would feel. Take? Yeah. Who would you take? I would Gosh, take. I don't know. It's like they they all have something that if the other – Yeah, if you could just take a piece of that, piece of that, piece of that. Just give Bryce Young Will Levis' size, and it's a no-brainer. Right. Right. I think that – I'm hesitant on the size after the Kyler Murray experiment. Yeah, but he just has that magic, man. There's some – like, if you don't pick Bryce Young – He's the one of these three that if I was a GM and I didn't pick Bryce Young and went with one of the other two, the one the of the other two I didn't pick, the one that I'd be scared to death that would make me look like an idiot down the line is Bryce Young. Just because of the magic that he seems to be able uh, to to perform with. You know what I'm like yeah. that that Alabama team this year without Bryce Young as their quarterback, they're losing 3 or 4. But he was able, yeah, and even in losses, man, able to just, gosh, it just seemed like the intangibles that that equate to tangible things are off the charts with him. But he's small, and you're not sure exactly how good an arm he has. Stroud, how much was it C.J. Stroud, and how much was it he's got one of the best wide receiver groups that's ever played college football? And then Levis has the size that you want and the mobility. I mean, Josh Allen is obviously going to be the comp for him just because of how big he is and how much he can move. But between these three, he was clearly the least effective in college. But he also played for Kentucky and not Alabama or Ohio State. I don't know yet. I Right now I would lean Bryce Young just because I am so scared of what he could do if you don't take him. But that size does concern. There's no doubt about that. He hasn't been injury prone, you know what I'm saying? Unlike maybe Tua or somebody else coming out. But that size is definitely concerning. Will there be a running back picked in the top in in, in the uh, first round? Uh there shouldn't be, but there probably will. Oh, there's going to be. Someone's 
okay, you know. There's going to be one. I think Bijan is going to be taken in the first round. Yeah, he is a guy. He's a guy. He's for sure going to be a first rounder. I now, think. Who would need one? That's where it gets interesting. You know who Mel Kuyper has him going to? Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> Which actually kind of makes sense. It makes it tons of It feels like it's time to move on. For sure from Zeke. From Zeke. Pollard. He's, With the injury. He's injury and he's a... He's, He's a free, a free agent. agent, so he can be moved. It seems to make sense. Do you want to pay $12.7 million to franchise Pollard coming off that injury? No? It, it actually yeah, kind of does make sense. If, if you just want to start over at that position if you're Dallas. A way cheaper option, and, and who knows? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt Bijan will be a better running back next year than Ezekiel Elliott. Right, I agree with that. Whether or not he would be better than Pollard, I think we can discuss. But at the same time, is that too much draft capital when you can get almost Bijan in the third or fourth round, whoever it is? And it makes so much more sense for where I talked about Jerry and making him some money. I'll go get a Texas kid. Jerry does, and Jerry loves the running back. Yeah. The problem with drafting Bijan isn't drafting him this year. It's what do you do in three or four years if he's really good? Are you back in the position you were with Zeke where you feel like you have to overpay to keep him, and then that crushes your cap in a lot of ways if he's not a – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Do you think anybody – and we'll have a lot of time to talk mm -hmm. about the draft. Do you think anybody is so enamored with one of those quarterbacks – back to the quarterback – that they call up Chicago? Heck yeah, I think that's possible. That's where I think I think if it goes the like the the way the order is now, I don't think Will Levis will be the first I don't think he'll be the first one taken. Where Will Levis becomes the first one taken is that in in to me that scenario either with you know if you're Houston, how worried are you? Let's say you love one of these two quarterbacks or one of these three quarterbacks, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You just love one of them. What do you do? Do well, you, you know for a fact Chicago's not going to I know, take a but do you know for a fact Chicago's not going to trade that pick? Trade down, dude. Yeah. You'd have to be really plugged in. It depends. Let's say it's it's Indy. I've heard reports Indy loves Will Levis. And, and if, if you love if Will Houston, Levis. Yeah. Not only that, that that's that's even worse. For Houston, because what does that? What is that in your division? Ooh. If Indy got him, it'd be a win-win for Indy. They could. What you? I think what you hope if you're yeah. if you're Houston is that you don't just become enamored with one of them. You'll kind of take whoever's there. Then you don't have to worry about trying to. What do you give to just move up one spot to block somebody from taking your guy? You know what I'm saying? Because that's it doesn't seem like much, but it's going to cost. When is the last time? It's probably happened more recently than I can remember. The last time a number one pick has been traded, Kevin Costner did it. <laughs> mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, has that who had it didn't take the pick? Right. That's a good question. That's a that that's is a, a good question. That's a Jones and for Johnny's question. <laughs> trying to think I, there's there's two different ways to look at this are you asking who at the like the order was already decided and then they traded the number one yeah or they had already traded the pick and it became number one if it's already decided like and right traded, now they know chicago it has the number one pick when's the last time a team that that knew okay we're going in the draft night with the number one pick let's trade it did Cleveland trade for the number one pick when they took Baker? Or was that a trade they'd already made and they got? Because they had two like top five picks that year. You know, Philadelphia? Found did they it. Found, it. found it. What is it? 2016. Philly? The, the Rams, they traded up with Tennessee to get Jared Goff. Tennessee, okay. And then is that when Philly took uh, Wentz? 
Has it been that long? May ago? have been the next year they took Wentz. Okay, yeah, Rams. Uh, so I remember them the, doing some wheeling and dealing back there. Goff. And yeah, the Wentz. Rams moved up to get Goff. Philly took Wentz with the second pick. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Philly had. Dallas had the fourth pick. And that's took when Zeke. they took Zeke. Jalen Ramsey went what fifth? Uh yeah. Because Dallas could have had Jalen Ramsey. Interesting. All right, let's step aside. It's Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. I'm telling you. You know what you never do? You never take advice from a skinny, like a skinny cook. You know. Okay. I'm by no means that's my nickname, but I'm by no means a skinny guy. This is a perfect example of the advice you need to take because that beef is awesome. We'll be back to talk about it next. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. On the text line, Dallas needs to draft an offensive lineman. Keep Pollard, get rid of Zeke. Still have Malik Davis. I think that makes sense in theory. Two things would be problematic as far as talking about the the first-round draft pick. One, this looks like a pretty weak offensive line draft class. Only three offensive linemen in the first, ha- in the first round, and none of those in that area where Dallas is. So would you be reaching at that point in the first round to take an offensive lineman? And then the the other thing is, what's what, what do you sign Pollard to? Those would be the two questions I would have. And if they're you know Pollard with that injury, maybe that helps Dallas uh, make that deal more team friendly mm-hmm. because there's no I mean Pollard's been good, but if you're if the choices are draft B. John Robinson at 26 or sign Tony Pollard to a a $12.7 million deal by franchising him, I'll take B. John for two or three and spend that $9 million somewhere else. Yeah. And bolster the offensive line would be a good start. Also, you know, I think you can upgrade tight end. It would be nice to wait a year and maybe Brock Bowers be that upgrade. I'm afraid Dallas, you know – if if they're good, they're going to be not in that range probably for what he'll be. And then there's also defensive line help. You know, what was the main concern about Dallas' defense? Stopping the run. So you can have guys like they mentioned Brian Brees, uh, Breesy, Brees, Breesy, Breesy, the Clemson guy, and also uh, Maisie Smith from Michigan. And safety help. There's all, You know, there's always different things, and – that's where that's why Steven and those guys it's up to them to to figure out what you what you need. I mean, I think people would go people would also say receiver would be a a nice addition as well. But you, that's when you weigh the what they're worth when you're picking and, you know, who's who's there and whatnot. Have I told you about Tucker family beef yet? <laughs> yes, know. you have. Have I? It's locally born, raised, fed, processed. It is prime beef. It is. Listen, if you don't believe me, just get on that website, tuckerfamilybeef.com, and just buy you a steak, buy you a roast. Just if you if you're thinking, man, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to, you know, commit that much without knowing, to, you know, to buy a half or a whole beef. Well, just you can do it individually. Buy you a steak. Get you some ground beef. Make some hamburgers grill a steak and then as soon as you get done you'll jump on that website tuckerfamilybeef.com and figure out how how far away is a half a beef from me how how far out are they because i need more of that in my freezer i promise you that's what you'll think as soon as you get done eating that meal it is fantastic locally born raised fed and processed prime beef 
tuckerfamilybeef.com. they got a Facebook page as well at Tucker Family Beef. Send them messages. They'll get with you. And uh, your, your dining experiences will be elevated to a level that you didn't even know were possible. I mean, the, the beef is so good, it makes you better on the grill than you think you are. <laughs> That's how good it is. It can turn a novice into a pit master. So even if you don't think you're very good on the grill. I mean, the beef is so good, you can't hardly even mess it up. Yeah, It's that good. Hey, how about, uh, real quick, I just had this sent to me earlier. I want you to pick out the Hall of Famer. McGuire, Bonds, Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland. Which one of those guys is the Hall of Famer? McGuire, Bonds. Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, and Scott Rowland. Who's the Hall of Famer? Ouch. <laughs> I see what you're doing Turns there. out it's Scott Rowland. <laughs> I mean, listen. I, the steroid era thing, they're not going to let him in. You know? They're just not. At least right now. But when you put it in that context, and the quality of player that is on that list, and the one that is clearly the worst, is a Hall of Famer, that kind of makes it look silly in a lot of ways. Just don't put anybody in. You don't have to put anybody in. If there's not anybody that's that's eligible, that that's worthy, you don't have to do it, man. I just uh, the Hall of Very Good is what I'm afraid it's becoming, <laughs> instead of the Hall of Fame. Now next year, you know who's up on the ballot next year? Yeah, never heard of him. That's my point exactly. You know who's up next year? Somebody that you will be think you will be hoping gets voted in. Oh, I saw this. Who is it? Adrian Beltre. Yes. Yes. Now that's a guy that's a Hall of Famer. When you start looking at his numbers, the way that he played, he was great defensively. His offensive numbers speak for themselves. That's a guy that is a Hall of Famer and not a Hall of Pretty Gooder. His home runs off one knee. That classic. Yeah, it was fun. Classic. That was a great run. He was a big part of it. Novak Djokovic is uh, – What's going on there? So the Australian Open is going on. Okay. And he is just cutting through his opponents like a hot knife through butter. And he's got some extra motivation. Remember why? Well, he wasn't allowed there last year. That's exactly right, because he wasn't vaccinated. They wouldn't allow him in the country to play the Australian Open as the defending champion. He may get the last laugh in a bunch of different ways. Winning this tournament and, you know, not dying. One of the guys that laughed at his situation last year, I can't pronounce his name or I would say it. Uh, Rubev, is that how you, uh, I can't. Let me, anyway, laughed at him at, his, at not being able to come. Djokovic just pummeled. Just pummeled. He's, people don't even like him. People haven't liked Djokovic, but this situation is making making Djokovic a fan favorite for what he's doing down there. I mean, he is dominating. So kudos to Novak. Awesome. Novak Djokovic. Australians are not happy, and he is just rubbing it in their face, and I love every second of it. You know been a pretty good day yeah you know it'd make your day even better i'm gonna guess tucker family beef tucker family beef that's exactly <laughs> it gonna have some when i get home hopefully everybody have a great wednesday we'll be back tomorrow right here on the skinny on sports you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available thanks for listening that ball is blistered to right way I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, 
that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.